AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Sets up a second and 20. Play action for Stroud. Good protection. Loads it up. Fires downfield. Excellent touch. Perfectly delivered. Touchdown, Dalton Schultz. Fourth and two. They run it. Flacco dials it up. Picked off again. Christian Harris is going to go. Back-to-back pick sixes. Fourth and one. A fake. Jackson, room. First down, touchdown. On second down, pass deflected, picked off, and taken in for a touchdown by Kyle Hamilton. What an athletic play by Kyle Hamilton to set the tone for the defense and the Ravens. Third and seven. Here's Love. Pressure. Back foot throw. End zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Dontavian Wicks. Second and two here, though. Here's Prescott over the middle. It's going to be picked off. And no one in front of him. Darnell Savage. Touchdown. The four-man rush. Purdy. Nothing downfield. Smith-Williams was chasing. Purdy gets out of there. Looking deep, back of the end zone, he's got Ayuk for the touchdown! Murray, step, deliver, it's intercepted, San Francisco gets the pick, it's Ward, high kicking it, all the way, touchdown, 49ers! It's third down and seven, Mayfield wide open, there's Moore again, his second catch... Still working through this secondary, and a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Out of his own end zone, intercepted by Seth Barrett. Fighting at the goal line for a pick six that just might seal the deal for Tampa. On the 32. Goff climbs it. Goff launches, got a man, end zone, touchdown. Jamison Williams is becoming a big play threat. Prescott is set. Hutchinson gets home. From the 11, Mahomes. Running across. Race brings it in to the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. What an opening drive. Dolphins sitting on seven points. He empties out to a in trouble. Carl Loftus for the second time tonight. And Chris Jones there as well. Got a third and eight. Josh steps up, and he's going to get the first down. Oh, and there he goes. No one's going to get him. Incredible breaks it for the touchdown. 52 yards. Unbelievable. Josh Allen. On first down. Oh, what a tackle for the sack. It's Greg Russo. He had five in the regular season. One of his best plays of the year right there. Williams gets the ball snapped. Rolling right. Trying to get there himself. And I think he got out of bounds. No, they say he got there. I thought the ball 
was on the wrong side of the pylon as he stepped out of bounds, but they said the conversion was good. <laughs> Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports zone guide, Bob Kemp on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Friday, January 19th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUSAM AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7, NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend, the best two days of the NFL season. Who you got in any of the four games, side or total? Cliff Kingsbury, should he be the Bears' offensive coordinator with Caleb Williams, seemingly the quarterback in Chicago next year? And what else caught your eye since our last show? That is uh, the uh, brief uh, little headlines there. On to today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday in moments of the introduction to today's pipeline. 10-15 in the NFL Divisional Playoff Preview, our annual discussion with legendary NFL writer Bob Glauber. 10.30, it'll be interactive action at 602-260-1060 and also the local roundup. Final segment of the Sports Zone, it'll be the uh, national roundup. That'll be topped by or include Rip from the Headlines and From the Wire. Then after the Sports Zone, from 11 to 1, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. Today, the uh, latest Friday spread edition brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits in Mesa. Right now, on to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is who wins Sunday night in Buffalo? Uh, the Bills or the Chiefs, and Kayla's here and has the early returns. Right now, a 50-50 split between the Bills and the Ooh. Chiefs. Okay. This is the third time in four seasons they have met in the postseason. The previous meetings have been in Kansas City. The uh, Chiefs won the two playoff games, but the Bills have won three of the last uh, – actually, they won all three of the last regular season meetings, the last three, I should say – including this season when the Bills won at Kansas City. That was the Kadarius Tony offsides play. Today's Twitter poll question, who uh, who you got on Sunday in Detroit? The Buccaneers plus 6.5 or the Lions minus 6.5? And, and Kayla, what do we have here? Lions, 57.1% of the vote. Bucks, 42.9%. This is over on X at KDOS AM 1060. The Lions had their first ever playoff game last week at Ford Field. Now it's two playoff home games in two weeks. Sunday is also the second Lions-Bucks game this season. The first was a 20-6 Lions win at Tampa in week number six. Also this weekend, the 49ers, who have uh, you know, basically they their starters haven't played since like New Year's Eve. Uh, which when that's when they you know, played against Washington, their starters were out there for that game. Not many of their starters were out there for the last game of the season against the Rams. So they play on Saturday. They're hosting the Packers. The Packers playing a fourth road game in five weeks. So who you got on Sunday? Uh, excuse me, Saturday, Saturday night in Santa Clara. Probably rainy Santa Clara, it appears. 
Uh, Green Bay plus nine and a half or the 49ers minus nine and a half. The weekend begins with Houston at Baltimore. We previewed this game in some detail, quite a bit of detail yesterday. Uh, in case you missed the Thursday show, who you got ATS? The Texans plus nine and a half or the Ravens minus nine and a half. Also from the NFL, Cliff Kingsbury is maybe back in the NFL. The former Cardinals head coach is under consideration to be the next uh, Chicago Bears offensive coordinator. That might mean Caleb Williams. If you didn't know, Kingsbury was a member of the staff unofficially or officially. I'm not exactly sure how I worked at USC last year, but he was at USC, and Caleb Williams, we all know, was the quarterback at USC. The Bears have the first pick. So, you know, everybody's trying to connect some dots here, and, you know, I'm the king of that, so I couldn't pass that up. Should Cliff Kingsbury be an offensive coordinator in the NFL? All right, now I'm not going to waste any time of yours or mine, for that matter, with other pipeline questions on this, the best week of the NFL season. So that's it for the pipeline today. In addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? All right, on to the uh, next uh, part of the uh, little pipeline introduction here, or the uh, first segment introduction. Uh, we will get to all these tremendous topics in some shape or form uh, during today's sensational radio program or programs over the next three hours. Anything else on your mind falls into the general discussion category, so whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at x dot com slash kdus1060 all right meanwhile uh basically the only rules are accuracy and objectivity if you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad you will be the target of this Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by our NFL Divisional Playoff Preview, our annual discussion with longtime guest Bob Glober, uh, formerly from New York Newsday, now retired and uh, famous author of many books, including a new recent book. So we'll get to that at some strategical point in the next segment with Bob, among other things, and we'll certainly cover the four games to be played this weekend. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, it'll be phone call time, general discussion, 602-260-1060. Also, we'll get into some local roundup, which will include a Suns and Pelicans preview for tonight in New Orleans. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. KDUS AM 1060 into your home with Alexa. Hi, I'm Alexa. Download the KDUS AM 1060 skill and enable. Then say, Alexa, open the KDUS AM 1060. This is where I start my day. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD 2 100.7. Your home, the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. It is divisional playoff week, the best week in the NFL season, uh, which means out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by our 
longtime Sports Zone guest and our annual NFL Divisional Playoff Round guest, the legendary Bob Glober. And uh, Mr. Glober, how we doing? Robert can't be better because we are talking on Divisional Weekend, always a highlight of the year. And I'm serious. I totally agree with that. You know, I remember during our one-on-one sports days back in the mid-90s, we always talked about this being the best uh, weekend of the NFL season. I think we got a little pushback, at least I did, from some in those days. But now I can't go like seemingly five minutes without hearing somebody on television or a podcast talking about how this is the best, best week of the NFL season. I think we were just ahead of everybody else here. They have co-opted our our, uh, you know, discovery. There's no question. We had it. We had it first. <laughs> no, it, we and did. it really is. A, it's a great weekend because, you know, there's still a lot of football. Four games is, is good. And then it goes down to two and then one for the Super Bowl. It's a great ending to the season. But, but this weekend in particular, you got the, you got the eight best teams. You, and really, you have four really, to me, really good matchups after a weekend where what you know all but one of the games was was non-competitive so i'm i'm really looking forward to this one i am too so let's get to it uh let's start with saturday the top seeded ravens against the the texans uh lamar jackson he's obviously improved this much has he improved so much that we can set aside his poor postseason history to date i don't think you can ignore the postseason history because it's there it's real it happened and it's been some of his biggest disappointments of his career so far but you know he can he can wipe all that away with a convincing performance on on saturday jim R. but I, I tell you the one thing that worries me about lamar jackson it's not the season he's had it's not you know what he's capable of doing it's that three-week rest and you know he didn't play in that last game and he had the week off and right the ravens get that number one seed and it's a coveted uh, accomplishment because you get the rest, but you know, th- th- I think there's some concern there, and I think John Harbaugh even acknowledged it a couple of weeks ago that he's got to really manage his team well during this period of relative football inactivity. So that, to me, is the is the main factor for Lamar Jackson. It's not his skill set. He has absolutely improved, and and I think it's come at a time when they've improved the weapons around him, and he has got a really good receiving cast. Won't have Mark Andrews. Uh, still still hobbled with that ankle maybe next week for Andrews if they make it. But I, I think the world of Lamar Jackson, I think this is his time to break out, and he's got a really good cast, and he's got a really good defense, Bob. This is the best defense we've seen since their championship days. Okay, so the Texans. D'Amico Ryans is the rookie head coach. C.J. Stroud's a rookie quarterback. Bobby Slowick is a first-year offensive coordinator. What has impressed you the most uh, about the Texans? Uh, I guess C.J. Stroud's, you know, development has been the the, the key there. there. There's just no question. D'Amico Ryan's can be, he, he can be Bill Walsh reincarnated, but if he doesn't have a quarterback who can get it done, um, you're you're not going to get this far. It's it's remarkable. And you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and this was a very similar similar situation to the Jets a few years ago when they had Robert Sala. As a defensive, you know, former defensive coordinator in San Francisco, they had the number two draft pick on Zach Wilson, and they hoped to really turn that into a, you know, Super Bowl formula, right? And you have the exact same thing this year with <laughs> with Houston, and they got to the playoffs, and they're in the second round, and it's just you know <laughs> another example of same old Jets. But I think the point is, 
that C.J. Stroud has been that good. And I think D'Amico Ryans, I'm really happy for him because his reputation coming up as a player and then as a coach was impeccable. And, and to see the results this quickly is, is tremendous. I, I, hats off to them. It's going to be tough being on the road, having that relative inexperience. But, you know, sometimes there's something to be said for, you know, being so young you don't even know what, how big this is. Um, but but I do like Baltimore here. But I, I do think it could be a close game, um, particularly in the first half because of that. There's going to be some rust with, with Baltimore. There's just no doubt about it, I, I don't think. Um, but if they can get off to a fast start, then then I think the game could be over quickly. But I do think it'll be pretty close for for at least half the game and maybe, maybe going into that fourth quarter. In fact, I mentioned yesterday on the show that if I were going to wager on this game, which we all know I've been known to wager on some games, uh, but if I were going to wager on this game, it would be the first half and take the, uh, the Texans and the points there, so as opposed to the entire game. Oh, we're talking go. NFL oh. d- divisional playoffs with Bob Glauber from uh, – you know, you know, legendary. Uh, you know, we'll get Still to the, his current. Newsday get forever. To his, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll get yeah. to the books thing at the end. I promise I'll get to that. I will we'll definitely do sure. that. Um, on to uh, Niners and Packers. Uh, and what likely is going to be rainy Santa Clara. Uh, what What's your assessment of Brock Purdy, who is, by the way, a Phoenix uh, area high school product and uh Lots of, uh, especially after that Baltimore game on Monday night, uh, lots of uh, you know different assessments of him over the last few games. Yeah, but I think that, that game obviously hurt him, and it hurt him in the MVP race. I think it was probably a dagger for him uh, in, in that competition with, with Lamar Jackson, if, if, if it was a competition. But uh, and I think it was, a, it was a good learning experience for Brock Purdy. I, I think a lot of him. I think he is just such a cool operator. Uh, he doesn't get rattled. He did get rattled in that game, just as um, uh, as far as the game went. But I think he's just he's a calm quarterback, which I think is really important. He's very cerebral, and he kind of fits that that mold of what the San Francisco quarterbacks have been traditionally over the years, going back to Joe Montana. So he's got the mind. He's got. I think he's got a good enough arm. He's not. It's not an unbelievable arm. You know, Montana didn't have an unbelievable arm. Uh, so I, I think I think Purdy has it all. Uh, but now, you know, the, the stakes get higher, obviously. And, you know, I'm off the injury last year. I think that he can really show a lot here. Um, I know it will be rainy, but I, I don't think that'll be too much of a, of, a, of a factor there. I've been to San Francisco in those rainstorms, and this was a candlestick when the turf was terrible. I mean, they've had some unbelievably bad weather games out there. But, you know, it's a better, it's a better surface, and, and I think Purdy will be – I think he will be up to the challenge here. Jordan Love, 21 touchdowns and one pick in his last nine games. How has he reached this level? Well, I, I really – I was thinking about this earlier in the week. You know, the, the Packers have had the benefit of time on their, on their hands with quarterback development. And it's, it's an art form because, you know, they had you – know, Brett Favre had a couple of years um, before he kind of was, was asked to emerge as the guy. Right, and then you go to Aaron Rodgers. He had four years, and uh, Love has close to that, sitting and developing behind a star player. And there, you can't underestimate that. And so, so Love comes in. It was an uneven start to the season for him, but he has gotten markedly better. I think he's just gotten more comfortable with the system, and uh, you, you can tell he, he is just a very comfortable quarterback. 
And I don't think there's any magic to it, Bob. I think you just watch his progression during these games. He's getting enough time, and he just goes through one, two, three, four if he has to, and then boom, he's going to the open guy. And that's the beauty of that West Coast offense. When you can kind of have the time and you make good decisions, you can have good success. So kind of two similar systems here at, at each other uh, in the same game. And, and listen, I, I don't think you discount love here just because, you know, again, they're on the road, but they were on the road in Dallas and they, and they thumped the Cowboys and, and love. It was a coming out party for them. So uh, this is a real good improving quarterback who is hot at the right time. Okay. So once again, we have a nine and a half point favor in this game too. Uh, do you like a pick against the spread in this game? Do the Packers challenge basically is the bottom line here. All right, Bob, I see what you're doing here. I would take the 49ers to win <laughs> and the Packers to cover. How's that? Okay. That sounds, <laughs> if it's that nine sounds and a fair. Half, that's a, that's yeah. a big number, man. That's a big number. Could it tell is, I don't bet, but... Bob, because I, I, I don't realize that. But, no, it, to me it's a big number because, I mean, especially if weather's going to be a factor, I, I mean, it's almost dismissing what, what the Packers did last week in Dallas against a team that had been unbelievable at home. So I, I, I do think San Francisco has the edge. I think the rest absolutely benefits them more than it does for Baltimore, say, because, you know, McCaffrey has been dinged up. Purdy gets get a chance to gather himself, and practice is very, very important for those West Coast teams, and they've had the benefit of it. So I, I, I do like um, the 49ers, but, you know, to win by 10, okay, but I, I think it'll be a little closer than that. Okay, the Lions at home again this week. What's impressed you the most about the Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell roster construction and execution of that roster in Detroit? Yeah. I love what they've done uh, in Detroit, Bob. And I got to tell you, you know, when Campbell goes up there, says he's going to bite off some kneecaps, and you think, (laughs) man, is this sluggo going to really, like, really? And, you know, I'd heard good things. I covered Dan Campbell when he was a tight end with the Giants. Very smart, very mature. He was there when Jeremy Shockey was just a kid, and he was wild. And, you know, um, Campbell kind kind of settled him down a little bit, and he was almost a spokesman. Uh, for Jeremy Shockey, and, and you, know, you watch his development as a player and then as a coach. He, he always had a good reputation in in the coaching ranks, but then when he got there, he kind of kind of gets this you know Neanderthal approach to it. Like, oh, how's this going to work? But I love it. I I think it's a turning point for coaching in the NFL when you can get prominent players to to do what Dan Campbell has done. I think it opens up the door. Now you see Antonio Pierce likely to be named the Raiders coach, likely. I'll leave a little wiggle room there. But, I, you know, I think it's really good when players can kind of translate their skill set into really good coaching. And, and Holmes has given Dan Campbell the resources. I think they've really turned Jared Goff into a more confident quarterback. And, you know, I, I don't know that the Rams truly believed um, in, in Jared Goff. It's pretty obvious they didn't fully because they made the trade um, a couple of years ago. So this is really good for Jared Goff. And I think making the, the pass, passing the the ball and completing a pass to ice the game last week for Jared Goff was a really big mm-hmm. step. Remember, he completed that pass. They get to run yep. out the clock, and he raised his arms before the game is over. You knew that was a, mm-hmm. that was a turning point in that young man's mind, and that's a really good thing. Okay, so who wins uh, Sunday in Detroit? 
Well, I, I, I do like the, the Lions in this one. I think the Bucks had their day um, last week, and, and I, I do think it'll be Detroit, and I think pretty pretty handily if uh, someone were to uh, look at, at that kind of thing. Okay. I know somebody that might be doing that. Uh, Todd Bowles, <laughs> you know him too. I know him from his Cardinals do. D.C. days here. You know him from the Jets head coach days. We know he's going to blitz. How do you think he's changed as a head coach in Tampa compared to the days with the Jets? Well, I think the Jets' experience was good for Todd Bowles. You know, Todd Bowles didn't flinch. He was in New York. It was not easy. Um, remember, uh, one of his one of his early seasons, Geno Smith punched out a teammate or got punched out by a teammate. And so, so Todd Bowles was without his starting quarterback. But what did he do? Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, saves the day. They get to win a game of the playoffs. You know, Bowles, we, we talked about being calm, and Brock Purdy, it's good, it's good for a coach to be calm. Sometimes Bowles is accused of being too calm. And I go back to, I go back to Todd Bowles when he was a player, Bob. He was with mm. Washington, and I think they, he was with the team that won the 87 Super Bowl uh, when Doug Williams won it. So, you know, Bowles, I've, I've watched his progression. He has been a guy who has kind of paid his dues. And I think having the experience in New York was good for him. It's a much less intense market in Tampa. And, you know, he's had the benefit of having a pretty good team given to him. But, look, what he did this year, um, you know, without Tom Brady was really good. You know, he, he Baker Mayfield's got a chance to now make a ton of money, probably in Tampa, based off of this year. And I think a lot of it had to do with kind of the environment that Todd Bowles created. Okay, Kansas City and Buffalo, this time in Buffalo. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs, the de- the dominant unit has become the defense. Is it too late for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to flip the offensive switch for this season? Well, no, I, don't, I wouldn't say that because I am a true believer in Patrick Mahomes, and who isn't? I mean, the guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. We're watching his career unfold. It's just great to watch. I, I just love – and every time I watch that guy, I'm like, okay, Bob, you're watching the best of the best. Enjoy it. Enjoy every step of the way because these guys don't come around very often. But I think, that, you know, he is such a winner. He's such a competitor. You saw like in the run last week where a piece of his helmet flew off. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. is willing yeah. to do whatever it takes to win a football game. So I think that, um, look, they did not have Kadarius Tony in the lineup, and I think that was a good thing last week. He he has created these mistake prone situations where I, I I hope I hope that continues that he's that he's not in there because I I just don't trust him and I think that I I think Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust him either but you know Kelsey's still at the top of his game even though he has had some bad games including some parts of last week's game but I I, I believe in the Chiefs still um, I don't know I picked the Chiefs and 49ers to play in a Super Bowl so I got I got I you know they're still alive so I'm going to stay with that but I but I do believe they can pull the upset here it's Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game besides the mm-hmm. Super Bowl in in his life um but you mentioned the defense this defense with Steve Spagnolo Steve Spagnolo as the coordinator <laughs> these guys Tony Tony Romo makes more money than God and he calls him Spagnola I mean, cut yeah. it out. It's Steve Spagnolo. He is a wonderful coordinator. Covered him with the Giants when they won the 2007 Super Bowl over Tom Brady. 
And and that Super Bowl was run was won largely on what the Giants' defense did against Tom Brady. And Spagnolo has done similar magic with a very young uh, Chiefs defense, and it has been pretty remarkable. And it looks like that that defense is going to stay good uh, for a long time to come. I don't know if they have Chris Jones for that long period of time, but uh, you got to ride it while you can. Okay, one quick question on Buffalo. They obviously Joe Brady became the offensive coordinator. And the offense has changed. What what has most changed to you with Brady as the coordinator? I think he has given uh, Josh Allen a little bit more. Uh, you know, he he hasn't put him in situations where Josh Allen is making those big mistakes, particularly in the red zone. Josh Allen was a was a turnover machine in the red zone um, when when Ken Dorsey was in there as, as the coordinator, and it was really unfortunate um, when Brian Dable left to go coach the Giants last year, uh, that's marked a significant change for Josh Allen. I don't think he reacted well. And I think that, you know, Dable really did a lot to kind of contain the the downside of of Josh Allen, just limit those big mistakes. And, And you don't see them as much anymore. There will be some because this guy is a gambler. I mean, he's, he, he's a big guy who plays big and he goes for it all sometimes Sometimes to his detriment, he's done a much better job since the offensive coordinator changed. There's no question about it. Okay, so who wins Sunday night in Buffalo? I'm going to take the Chiefs in a bit of a what, – what's the spread, Bob? It's like two and a half. I mean, this is – for the most part, this is the only game where it's not the, so that, almost a few – yeah. Yeah, Buffalo is okay, favored so that, by two and a half. That means that – means, two and a half means it is even, except they're giving a little bit to – to Kansas City there because a totally even game is is the home team by three right mm-hmm. so I, I do like I do like the Chiefs to to just find a way and you know Buffalo look they've been very hot lately extreme the, the hottest team in football but before they got on that streak they were kind of wobbling a little bit and they're they were looking at themselves and saying hey you know what's happening here they've got some injuries at the receiver position. And um, that that could be a factor here as well. Uh, so I, I'm going to take Kansas City in, in the slight upset here. Okay, Bob, you have a new book coming out or is out now, The Forgotten First. Out, I assume yep. that – I okay, I assume that's not the Puka Nakua story. So so what's the, what's the <laughs> book about and uh, how can no, people you, get a hold of it? Well, you know, Bob, I wrote this book. I collaborated with Keyshawn Johnson. You've heard of him. And uh-huh. I, I'll give you a, a – <laughs> <laughs> He's a good dude, man. I'm telling you, great, great partner. <laughs> but I'll give you the quiz, okay, Bob. Who was the first black baseball player in, in modern Major League Baseball history? Jackie Robinson. Okay. Who was the first black player to sign in a what had been a segregated NFL a year before Jackie Robinson signed with the Brooklyn Dodgers? That I'm not sure. Okay. There you go. So it was yeah. a guy, Kenny Washington. Kenny Washington signed oh. with the Los Angeles Rams in 46. Played, and Kenny, he played uh, with Jackie Robinson, right, in college? And he played at UCLA with Jackie Robinson yeah. and a guy named yeah. Woody Strode, who was a great receiver. And Woody and Kenny played on that 1946 Rams team to break the color barrier in the NFL the same year. Uh, Bill Willis and Marion Motley joined Paul Brown's Cleveland Browns yeah. in their first year in the All-American Football Conference. Two Hall of Fame players, 
and that integrated the All-America Football Conference. And, you know, the book is titled The Forgotten First, and it is aptly titled because nobody remembers these guys. But these were the Jackie Robinsons of pro football, and it was a fascinating look at, at what the league was like um, back then and, and what, what it has become. And those four guys are kind of lost to history. Um, so it was, it was a pretty pretty interesting topic to dive into. And Keyshawn, you know, I gave him that quiz too, and he didn't know, right? And, and you know, those guys played mm-hmm. on the same field that Keyshawn played on at, US, at, UC, at USC. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a pretty eye-opening thing, and, uh, you know, it was a good story in the end. Those guys broke a color barrier that has never – you know, it, it has only gotten more integrated over time. And, you know, the best of the best uh, now playing the NFL doesn't matter what, what you look like, but it did back then. Good deal. Bob, this is always one of my favorite segments of the year, maybe my favorite segment of the year. Uh, so oh. thanks much. And, and uh, awesome. yeah, yeah, this has been great. So always appreciate it. Always look forward to this week for a variety of reasons, including our conversation. And Bob, I hope you cap it off with a little uh, little extra change in your pocket. That's that's the goal. <laughs> we'll see there how, you go. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Thank you much. All right, Bob. Always a pleasure. Thank you, man. Take care. You too. Bob Glover, back in the day, I did many segments with Bob in our 101 Sports Days and Sporting News Radio and uh, the annual segment uh, with the NFL Divisional Playoffs. Okay, we went long with Bob. I don't care. Uh, if uh, we, I knew we were going to go long with Bob, I wanted to cover every game and get uh, certainly the book uh, you know, plug in there at the end. So we did all that. Next segment, phone call time. If you want to get in real fast, though, 602-260-1060. Uh, we'll see if we can get in a little Suns and Pelicans preview for tonight, depending on the phone call volume, etc. So once again, 602-260-1060. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cats Lux HD 2 100.7. Your caddy, Ray Adams, takes you beyond the 18th hole on Saturday mornings with Great American Golf from 6 to 7 a.m. on KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to local roundup, if you really hustle up right now, 602-260-1060 if you'd like to get in and participate. All right, quickly, uh, let's get to the Suns for tonight. We'll see how they uh, will they actually uh, you know build off of their you know, massive and you know miraculous fourth quarter comeback in the last game on Tuesday night against uh, against the Kings. The 22 and 18 Suns are eighth in the West after three straight wins. Uh, play tonight against New Orleans against the 25 and 17 Pelicans, who are currently fifth in the West. The uh, Turnovers have actually been a big issue for the Suns. They had even the game the other night, they had 20 turnovers in that game that they rallied to beat the Kings. That's a lot. They are 9-4 and four this season when they have the fewer turnovers, but that's not good. 13 games out of 40 
They've had the fewer turnovers. That's something to monitor really for the rest of the season. I've been monitoring during the season to this point, but uh, that's a, not a good ratio. Uh, the Suns shooting 46.8% uh, for the season, but the Pelicans are even better at 48.7%. C.J. McCallum in his last 10 games, now healthy, averaging 17.5 points per game, 5.1 assists. And uh, the uh, Suns and the Pelicans both have won seven of their last 10 games. I would expect a high-scoring game tonight. If you're into offense, this should be your game in New Orleans this evening. Meanwhile, how will ASU rebound? Coming off one of their worst losses of the Bobby Hurley, uh, Hurley era, ASU uh, before Thursday night's meltdown in the second half, mental meltdown, in the embarrassing loss against UCLA. Before that, ASU had won all seven home games this season. They had won 11 of their previous 13 home games going back to last season. So Saturday at noon, the Sun Devils host USC, uh, which because of injury will likely be without its two best players. Uh, you know, Isaiah Collier, who is considered to be maybe the top pick of the 2024 draft by some, and Boogie Ellis, who is the leading scorer for USC this season. Those two guys not expected to play tomorrow. Uh, and in uh, Collins' case, maybe not for the rest of the season. Also, one of college basketball's best rivalries coming to a close this season, uh, at least as far as conference rivals. Uh, the U of A hosting UCLA. That's at 2 o'clock on Saturday in Tucson at McHale. The final big, uh, the, 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 the final Pac-12 matchup between these teams in Tucson. Uh, there's been some legendary games. I'll get to that in just a second. However, uh, we'll see how this goes. The U of A has uh, seemed to be uh, good and UCLA not good until like the ASU meltdown on Thursday night. Uh, we'll see how this goes. U of A coach Tommy Lloyd, by the way, has expressed hope that the U of A and UCLA will continue to play non-conference games in future seasons. Let's hope that happens. And the, uh, we're going to cover this in some detail on Tuesday's show at 10.15 with Doug Haller from The Athletic. And I urge you, uh, if you have not read this yet, go to The Athletic and read Doug's story. He wrote a, a monster story. It's one of the best pieces of journalism, uh, sports journalism, I've read in a long time. I was, uh, you know, I was it's, uh, fortunately at some of these UCLA, UVA games in Tucson over the years couple of Pac-12 conference tournament games between the two teams. Uh, tremendous story about you got lots of quotes from both sides. You know, a lot of former players, including Don McClain, the villain, uh, and so forth. So if you have an opportunity to check out Doug's story on that. And we'll talk to him about that story and a lot of other things. Uh, you know, we'll certainly get into some Diamondbacks, Cardinals, and uh, Suns with Doug when we talk to him on Tuesday in the 10-15 segment. All right, that's it for the local roundup for today. Coming up next, we'll have an update with Corey. That'll be followed by the conclusion of today's show at the National Roundup. Uh, we'll get to some rip from the headlines and from the wire items, among other things. Don't forget the extra point, and it's the Friday spread today. Uh, so we'll go through all the games, uh, the four games in the NFL postseason this weekend uh, with the extra point hosted by Kayla, so stay tuned for that. Right now... You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7.
We'll do what's best for the team, and we'll do what's best for you. The Rich Eisen Show, coming to you weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Here on KTUS AM 1060 and KTUS1060.com. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment today. Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7. A little rip from the headlines and from the wire, a combination thereof. Start with the NFL. Bill Belichick set for a second uh, coaching interview with the uh, Falcons. Uh, it could be more than just Arthur Blank this time, apparently. Also, it appears that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys did not pursue Belichick. Meanwhile, Mike Vrabel, a candidate to become the Chargers' next head coach, he had interviewed uh, interviewed there yesterday or with them yesterday. The Chargers do have a quarterback, but otherwise they're in salary cap hell. They have a roster with not very many difference-making players. By the way, the Chargers also have met in recent days with Stan- former Stanford coach David Shaw. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin said on Thursday that the organization will go outside uh the current coaching staff to hire the next offensive coordinator. He also said that Cody Pickett will have competition at quarterback. There's been speculation that uh, the Steelers might be interested in acquiring Justin Fields, who is not likely to be on the Bears next season. Meanwhile, Panthers pass rusher Brian Burns is going to be among the most uh, sought-after free agents. Uh, you know, I would uh, we'll find out whether the uh, you know, the, uh, whether he'll stay with the Panthers, who are obviously not good. And they're not going to be good next year, most likely. College football, Ohio State's going to have a much different look in 2024. Ryan Day, has, uh, he's added Bill, Bo- Bill O'Brien uh, to the coaching staff as the offensive coordinator. And Day also reportedly said on Thursday that he will not uh, call the plays on offense and that O'Brien will be calling the plays. It's a big change in that offensive system scheme process. Meanwhile, Alabama's going to have a different look, too. At least nine players have entered the transfer portal, which doesn't mean they're all going to leave, uh, but some are. At least one guy's leaving for Alabama. Kalen DeBoer on Thursday uh, added his uh, first transfer and former Washington quarterback, Austin Mack. He was a highly recruited kid out of California. The 2023 class obviously wasn't going to play last year behind Michael Penix Jr. Major League Baseball, the Astros have shown interest in the still available free agent closer, uh, Josh Hader. The White Sox are in serious discussions with the uh, owner of a plot of land in the city's south side, uh, the South Loop, I should say. To build a new ballpark, the White Sox, a few miles north of the uh, current longtime home, which was Comiskey or, you know, guaranteed rate field. It's been named like 53 different things over the last few years. And uh, they obviously just did a horrendous job. Uh, I was there the first few years of that ballpark when I was living in Chicago, and it was uh, outdated then. I mean, they, they screwed up, basically. Uh, but uh, they're going to look like they might get another new ballpark. Meanwhile, college basketball, the ACC, uh, has reprimanded NC State guard DJ Horn uh, for flashing both middle fingers at the foul line and uh, during the win against Wake Forest on Tuesday night. Uh, the ACC statement uh, reprimand uh, said that uh, they cited his gesture as unsportsmanlike and inappropriate. If the name DJ Horn sounds familiar, he was a transfer from Arizona State, who I guess he gave them the double bird too. 
at one point in some shape or form. Uh, as far as uh, point spread updates, as far as the NFL for this upcoming weekend, and uh, here we go. Uh, basically, there has been almost no variance uh, from sportsbook to sportsbook on these games this week, which is very unusual, uh, but it's pretty much standard. Uh, Baltimore, a nine-and-a-half point favorite at home against the Texans, the two number one seeds playing tomorrow. San Francisco, a nine-and-a-half point favorite over the Green Bay Packers tomorrow night. Then on Sunday, the Lions, a six-and-a-half point favorite against Tampa Bay. And then on Sunday night, the Bills, a two-and-a-half point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs in Buffalo. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone for today. Stay tuned. The Extra Point hosted by Kayla coming up next, of course, and uh, it's a Friday spread, so we will go through all the NFL games of the upcoming weekend, and I'm sure we'll cover a few other items, and uh, we'll kick, that, kick those things around, too, but uh, stay tuned for that. We'll have phone call time, 602-260-1060. Also, we'll get to our prop bed segment. Kyle Soppy will join us from Pro Football Network. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.